last time on Join the Party. Meet our masked crusaders, fighting for justice and goodness in Lake Town City. Vulcani, hotter than a volcano and just as likely to destroy your coastal village. The Preserver, the most fearsome fighter for the forest since Smokey the Bear, and also wearing just his little pants. And Killanova, is that a black hole in your pocket or you're just happy to see me? Oh, it's a ghost? Was not expecting that. The party scraps against some villains throughout the fall, getting some W's, and letting a 35-year-old Asian studies professor get away with government secrets. As the three sit down to a Friendsgiving, Aggie's family group text blows up. Tegan Murphy's written a profile about the weirdness going on in LTC, with quotes from Emily Slaughter, now the leader of a superhero team called the Upcountry Keepers, and Aggie and some of her siblings. I'm sure that won't have any lasting effects on any relationships. Brr, it's cold in here. We must be getting into winter in upstate New York in the atmosphere. Let's get the party started. It is a cold and brisk day on the campus of SUNY LTC. It is December, so we're firmly into finals week in the first semester of the year. So there are not as many students around as you would think, except for, of course, the students who stole trays from the cafeteria to slide down the big hill, which is affectionately called, of course, Big Fucking Hill. (laughs) (laughs) Tradition. (laughs) Y'all meet you on the BFH. (laughs) Uh, Of course, because it is the end of the semester as well, uh, students do need to look at their tuition, although it is relatively low in SUNY LTC. Shout out to the SUNY school system. Some students, of course, need to take the dreaded walk to the bursar's office to figure out uh, if they could get more financial aid in the semester to come. Uh, in the bursar's office, what's interesting is that a lot of these buildings were reappropriated from farmhouse outbuildings. The philosophy building used to be a grain silo. Uh, the cafeteria was literally where the cows were, what? which also makes it funnier when you take trays from where cows used to live. Uh, so this, uh, the bursar's office, used to be where all of the equipment was kept. And you could even see like the, the shadow outlines of troughs and shovels and even a very big tractor trailer that used to be there on the back wall, which is now where just a bunch of people sit there and tell you how much you need to pay for college. You would think that they have enough money to repaint, but... No, they keep it for the authenticity, Julia. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like an artistic rendering. Yeah, I love it. It's an aesthetic choice. Okay. So as students wait online to talk to the bursar and as people sort things from one way to another, where do they even keep the money in a college? Maybe it is at the bursar. Maybe it's in uh, an oversized vault that used to keep, you know, the deed to the farm. Well, that is the rumor that some of the villainy in Lake Town City has heard as uh, the door explodes open. And a woman wearing an incredibly tailored purple suit, uh, wearing a domino mask and holding an oversized glass of wine. Oh, no, I'm in love. (laughs) Very hot. Very hot. (laughs) Uh, Walks in and she says, hmm, 
You know what this calls for? A bright red, and also for you to give me all of your money. I am the sommelier, and I can do stuff to you that you wouldn't like. As um, she uh, pulls a spear out of her arm. Like, a, like literally out of her arm? Like, literally, like, the spear starts to grow out of her arm, which Ooh. first, her oh. fleshy skin color, as it turns into literally a giant metal spear, as she points it at the secretary in front of the person's office. And the secretary pushes a silent alarm under their desk, uh, which goes right to the mayor's office, who sends the heroes, Preserver, Volcani, and Kilanova to stop the villain. Why is there a silent alarm? What's happened? And why isn't there better security? <laughs> uh, so you three uh, come onto the scene as the Samaye uh, is holding now two spears, one in each hand. She has drunk her glass of wine and put it delicately down on the floor as she is holding up people in the bursar's office to give her the code to the vault. It's only three numbers. You should know three numbers. I, 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 if you didn't, if I didn't have a spear in my face, I'd be able to. I can. The terrar of this room is terrible. <laughs> That's not what terrar is. <laughs> Wait, am I not supposed to choose wine from just the pictures on the label? <laughs> Aggie, Aggie, we'll have a conversation about that later. Oh God. I, I say it loud in an attempt to distract slash humiliate her. So what should I roll? Wonderful. All right, let's do, I like that. <laughs> yeah, do a uh, persuasion roll and I'll give you advantage because that was a very hurtful thing to say. And now I'm going to roll on behalf of the Samaya. Uh 21, please. Oh, I also rolled a 21, so it's a tie. <gasps> roll off. Let's roll again. Ah, uh, only an eight. Oh no, I, oh no, I rolled a nine. Oh, uh, beans. Dang it. So the Samaye turns around slowly and says, In my younger years, when I would go around Italy tasting all of the many wines and weapons they had, especially in the southern region, that would get to me. But not now. I'm an expert. Uh, she pulls, uh, like, shuriken out of her chest and throws it at you. <laughs> and you're able... And uh, you're able to dodge out of the way. But uh, she is still uh, moving slowly towards the vault. Can I use my deflect missiles reaction to try to throw it back there? Oh, hell yeah. So roll a d10. 10. Oh, yeah. You, uh, oh, if you want to grab it out of the air, you can. Yeah, I'll, I'll use a key point, grab it out of the air, and throw it back at her. Okay. Yeah, do a ranged attack roll. Uh, nine plus four is 13. You, you grab it out of the air, and you throw it back. And uh, although she definitely dodges to the right, and it lands in one of those like bad motivational education posters. Ah. That is like it's a cat hanging, but also it's like wearing a diploma. That is like <laughs> college is good. I <laughs> mean, like a graduation cap, where it's wearing a diploma. It's basically like someone just photoshopped college accoutrement onto this very well known very poster. It's like a big very, tassel very is trying to paw at it. That's adorable. It's yeah. like hang in there. College is worth it. Yes, exactly. That's what that's, that is hundred percent what it looked like. Uh, everyone, get in the comments. Uh, make the poster. Send it back to us. Thanks. Thanks, chat. <laughs> So um, the Samaye is now taking steps towards the vault, and uh, she pulls a welding torch uh, just out of her leg, and then starts just oh like trying, God. just trying to melt the vault. Well, you don't know how to make acid. Yeah, I didn't get to the top of my field in a male-dominated food field for you to, to not tell me what the vault combination is. And she just starts melting the melting the wall. I'd like to just charge her and slide to kind of knock her legs 
out from under her. And as Val does that, I'm going to cast Hold Person to make it easier for them. Oh, hell yeah. And I'll cast Sanctuary on them. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. First, I'm going to do the Hold Person save. You must hit 15. Is it a Wisdom save or an Intelligence save? Wisdom, yeah. I rolled a 20. Well, so okay. for a moment, her hands are clasped to her body, and she says, ha, I didn't study for the sommelier exam for five years for you to hold me in place, as she bursts her hands out. Val, do an attack, and I'm going to do, since this is kind of like uh, we're just doing saves against, uh, contests against each other, I'm going to do a dexterity save for her. Cool. It's a 21. A. Yep, I failed that. So what does it look like when you slide uh, to take her out? Val just kind of comes charging in like they usually do, vibrating and just zooming like goddamn Sonic the Hedgehog. And then they like drop down like a baseball slide and just take her legs out from underneath her. Oh, yeah. She uh, she she hits the ground hard because I don't know if you know anything about sommeliers. They don't have high constitution. Mm. Listen, they definitely do against alcohol. Um, I would love once I have her down to grapple her, to grab her arms and like kind of hold them behind her back so that she can't pull more things out of her body, I guess. <laughs> yeah, let me do the save for Sanctuary and then we'll do cool. that. So what is the save on that? Okay, so it's a wisdom saving throw. DC is 13. Okay, uh, so what does it look like when you do some of your mystical powers? I sort of do a like scrubbing the window kind well, of circular well, motion and orange sparks fly out of my hand to envelop Val like a skin and then sort of like sink into their skin. Wonderful. Yeah, uh, the Samaya reaches for one of the spears that she's created and I'm going to see if she does that. You see 13. Oh, I rolled a three. So yeah, uh, she tries to do it at Val, but instead she's going to throw it at Milo instead. Great. Sorry, bud. Sorry, bud. <laughs> I rolled a 15. Does that hit your AC? It's 15, so does that... That hits, yes. So yeah, Milo, you get uh, hit in the shoulder by <laughs> by a very large spear. Great. Milo loves it. He's very happy. All right, uh, Val, try to grapple her. Cool. 17. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, I rolled an 18. Uh, as the Selmaye slips out of your grapple hold, and she says, this isn't the last you've seen of me. Wait, hold on. Hold on. I'm raging which means I get advantage on strength checks. So I'm going to do that again. Do it. I rolled an 18. Well, I rolled a 17 plus six. Okay. So hey. I think I got that one. Yeah, so how do you hold her down? Just arms behind her back, and Val is just going to, like, stand her up and kind of, like, bear hug her from behind so that the arms are still pinned. Your, your suit, it fits so well. It's just so it's just so purple, but like in a in a plummy kind of way, like a good Chianti. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I'm being I'm being put held to justice by someone who understands wine. I think at this point you see just like weapons are just like coming out of her skin as fast as she can make them. There's like a hammer falls and then a sword and a longer sword and a shorter sword as she's like struggling against you. They're like clattering against the floor. What the fuck? Uh, she says, oh, this is what I was looking for. Out of her, her right knee pops out a very cartoonish looking bomb. Oh, good, good, good. So you're going to kill us all because you think that I'm going to let you go. Newsflash, I am very tough. Well, what I understand about heroes, they really smell of mahogany and and dirt. I do smell of mahogany, yes. <laughs> that really threw me off. I wasn't anticipating. And also, saving a people who need to be saved. Either you take me in or you take the bomb. 
Well, luckily, there is more than one of me. Guys, can we help the people and I'll keep this idiot here? I think the safest thing to do is for me to grab the bomb and run it out the back of the building, back into the like woods and fields on the outside of the campus. Okay. And I punt it like a football. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll make sure I carry it outside, but then I'll throw it as far as I can. Wonderful. So you scoop it up and you run it out. You just like are running as fast as you can. I want you to make a dexterity check to see how well you throw this bomb away. An eight. Okay. Eight. I'm going to give you a choice here. Do you want a luck roll? Yeah, no, I use luck point. Fuck that. <laughs> 18. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. I can give you two choices. One, you can throw it into the woods where there hopefully isn't that many people. You can also throw it onto the football field where there's no one there, but you would be destroying at least part of the football field. Yeah, I'm going to go with one with the open sight line. So into the football dome it goes. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, what does it look like when you throw a bomb? I played a lot of flag football around Thanksgiving with my uh, brothers and sisters. So I think I am going to run it toward the arena and just punt it and just do a field goal style kick so that it sails over the edge of the arena, which isn't that tall, it's like one story, and then just right into the uh, the zero line. Amazing. Incredible. Yeah, you've just punted right into the touchdown uh, where the, I guess they're also the mountain lobsters. Is everyone just the mountain lobsters? Of course. This, the SUNY LTC mountain lobsters with the mm-hmm. pink and black and white paint on the field. It just goes, and there's now like a divot where the mountain lobster used to be. And I sort of uh, say to myself, like, okay, something else for the marriage to deal with. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you see a bunch of football players run out and say, like, no, our field! We're never going to meet Morrow University with a field like this! <laughs> I will take care of it. It was a, a matter of necessity. Thank you for your understanding. Uh, go study. No, but this is the way that we... <laughs> This is the way that we unwind after studying so hard. You can use the other half. You need both halves for football. <laughs> half court football. Half, yeah. half, half court football, isn't that a thing? No. You can invent it. Oh, okay. Shoot for the stars. So you have uh, these like incredibly high tech pagers that uh, Dr. Morrow gave you. That goes and uh, a holographic image of Dr. Morrow pops up uh, for all three of you on your pagers. What's up, Doc? So, uh, so how did the, how did the uh, SUNY LTC job go? Is it going okay? I, I have a woman in a suit. There was a bomb. I just turned my phone so she can see the, the spike in my arm. <laughs> oh, mm, that is uh, decidedly not groovy. Okay. And uh, I think the uh, the football team over here is going to need a, a bit of a grant from the rebuilding fund. Um, otherwise, good to go. I will have to establish a rebuilding fund now. I guess that's definitely something I should have thought of. Uh, yeah, I guess... You know, I, I'm so glad that you've, you've taken down this MIA. Uh, we'll see where her connections lead to. Maybe somewhere in the wine world, or the high, rich food world. I don't know, I'm not sure. I also like totally don't get her name. Like, is she just a sommelier who can make stuff out of her skin? Or is like the skin thing like tied to the naming? What's going on here? Is there She's anything like- we could do about the spike in my arm? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to rush over to Milo um, and, and use my healing hands to heal the skin around the spear so that it like pops back out once the skin is, is totally done. Gross. Oh, that was kind of satisfying, actually. <laughs> 
It makes like a satisfying like pop as the sphere just clatters <laughs> to the ground. And the Samaye is like fighting in Val's arms and she says, I choose the weapon that's supposed to be in the best situation at any time. Oh, what does that have weapons. to do with wine? No, okay, okay. The, the person who looks at wine by the label actually gets it. Ah! Milo, I don't know much about YouTube, but I feel like this could be a very good channel for you. Of the, oh, like the, those pimple popping po things. Yeah, it's, it seems like a thing that people would enjoy on the internet. <laughs> I don't want to stab myself for every video I make, but I, I appreciate the, the idea. But think of the monetization. <laughs> I never tried to heal like a cold cut, but maybe we could use that instead. <laughs> uh, Milo, can you make a spirit surge for me? Yeah. I got a four. Okay, wonderful. So yeah, you uh, if you rolled a four, that your spirit surge is now up to three. Yay. Okay, Ooh. wonderful. So Dr. Morrow says, Okay, well, you know, we've been doing a lot of good work here, um, but I think that there is an opportunity for us to train a little bit more and maybe give you guys some more education. I've been taking our rounds and stuff. You should come by the house in, uh, in a few days. Uh, maybe I'll have something for you. But until then, uh, just, you know, throw the sum IA in, in Feel in jail or wherever we're putting them, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll contact you when we have the next thing. Do you not know where we've been putting them? Yeah, the, this is concerning. No, I do know where they're going. I just, it's, I don't have a good name for it because it's not like jail, but it's also like jail seems not good enough for people who can pull weapons out of their body. Super jail. Thank you, super jail. Okay. Thank you, Val. Let's. Come by for trading in a few days, okay? Sure. How does that sound? All right. Sounds great. Sounds good. Okay. Morrow out. And it goes away. Val just yells at the person, keep your money in the banks. Don't just keep it in cash in a very small thing. You know, we're going to bring this to a committee and uh, we'll get back to you on it. But uh, I think for now, we're going to keep the course that we're on and keep this money in a fall. Means they're not going to do anything. Committees. There's a subcommittee, and there's a committee to oversee the subcommittees, and we're all going to talk about it. We need to leave before I destroy this office. Yeah, we want that. <laughs> At Tegan and Murphy. Over the fall, I spent a lot of time in Lake Town City. I felt the crisp air, the excitement of the future, and a whole lot of weirdness. My latest story on the superpowered element blowing up in LTC. Link. At H2O hair. Mama, I made it! I'm in the papers! A hundred emoji, crying laughing emoji. Reply from at Quinn O'Hare. Gif of Mariah Carey saying, I don't know her. At seven and a half news. Dr. Mayor Morrow asked about the average bear article. Emily Slaughter is a wonderful young woman who always has followed her own internal compass. That compass will point her towards the course she has chartered. But I was in the middle of describing hoverboard technology. At Upcountry Keepers. Thanks, at Tegan and Murphy. We're going to eat justice all over the city. At Piece of Cape Fashion. Anyone seen the leather jacket super roaming around at night? Love the spikes. Love the beat up leather jacket. At AO2008, that's Vulcani. I saw them punch out some creeps outside the main dragon, Little Italy. The look is on point. At Hells on Wheels, I followed America's Test Kitchen recipe for my Thanksgiving turkey. It tasted weird, like pavement, 
I got it from the grocery store downtown, if that matters. Any help? At Son of a Teacher Man. Anyone see that masked lady in the forest ranger hat save those kids? She ran through the forest so fast and kicked a falling tree out of the way. I dropped my phone, so no photos. Help? At ABCDEF in the chat. Uh, so whatever happened to that panther who was running around the city a few months ago? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. All right, we're going to start with Milo. It me. We're uh, moving forward a few days. It is now the middle of December. Let's say it's like December 15th. Like if you haven't started your holiday shopping, you've probably missed all of your friends who are not Christian by now. But And then you're like still very behind on your Christmas shopping. Milo goes, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes on Amazon and just starts putting things into a cart. Yep. Overnight shipping, overnight shipping. <laughs> So you're going to do uh, your your gift exchange with your friends uh, at a late night at Astro's. So we've talked about Milo's group of friends before. And the, they all work at Momofuka. Uh There's Lucas, who we've met <laughs> Wait, wait, before. wait. That's not the name of the museum. <laughs> Momofuka. Momofuka. <laughs> at the museum. So we have Lucas, who works at Archives. Uh, you also have Apple, who is your very tall, very wide friend. Uh, his real name is Jim, but he's also from New York. So he was Jim, then he was Big Jim, then he was Big Apple, and now he's just Apple. Um, <laughs> what a good he, name. He calls himself the chief moving stuff officer, but really he works in like shipping and receiving and oh. moves like very large crates for you. And also then there's your uh, your friend uh, Zach Rose. Uh, for He's a very much a first name, last name. He is a preparator which is a real thing that I found out from the like Natural History Museum had this job up <laughs> as something that they need. The preparator is the some person who makes the actual models and stuff. Zach Rose is kind of a quiet guy uh, and paints his nails black or, you know, to whatever shade of, of purple really gets into the black color shade. The lower shade. left corner of the, uh, of the color swath. Yes, exactly. And Zach Rose is also by far the best at bowling out of the four of you. Excuse me. That's fine. Uh, this is like 10 p.m. I think uh, you know McEnery because this is like your Astros. So McEnery has like shut the whole place down and is letting you do this like late at night. And he put on the uh, like the space UV lights for you. Nice. <laughs> he's a good guy. Uh, and McEnery also uh, he's like, all right, guys. Well, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna head out for the night. So you know, just lock up and do the things. Uh, Apple, don't go to the dining area. I have put away all of the leftover hot dogs. And Apple's like, what, what, why would you even say that about me? That is so wild. And we're like, well, you ate all of the leftover hot dogs that I left out. Uh, so don't do that because also you were sick for two days. And Apple's like, that is an extremely good point. Thank you. Apple was helping. You're not supposed to have the hot dogs overnight. He was cleaning up the, the health for the health inspector, you know? <laughs> I'll remember that for next time. Thank you. I will. I'll remember that. And as you're finishing up kind of the last frame that you have on this game, uh, Zach Rose has bowled a 234. Oh Dang, Zach. <laughs> uh, Zach shrugs his shoulders <laughs> and, sits, and sits down uh, with his ball, which he had like custom made on Etsy, and looks like a neutron star exploding. Nice. It's wow, very cool. I think Lucas takes this, the moment to stand up on the benches. And he has a beer, and he takes a pen out of his pocket and clinks and goes, click, 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 click. It says, guys, 
I think it's finally about that time. I have something very important that I have to tell you. Um, Speech! Speech! I, yeah, I, let's see. Speech! Yeah, guys, <laughs> I'm going to make it. Yeah, I'm going to make a speech. Uh, you know, uh, we've been working together for, for a decent amount of time now, and I've really appreciated us coming together and, and being able to hang out so much and the fact that we all love bowling and, like, Douglas Adams and very specific seasons of Star Trek. Uh, it really means a lot to me. So He's I just wanted to sucked. say... Exa- yes. 100%. Milo, you don't even have to say it. Like, it's unspoken at this point. <laughs> so I just wanted to say... Um, Although we agreed that this was when we were going to give presents, uh, Milo definitely didn't buy a, us anything, and I just hey. want to know. <laughs> no, let's do. Pre- I'm kidding. I, 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 we brought some presents, so I really, I just want to share it with you. We'll do the rest now. I just had it with me. Let me just go to the claw machine for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Milo, you do that. You, I know you did this last time. It did. Sh- it shows up at uh at our house on Christmas Eve, and that's just magic. And you're like Santa. Yeah, Very, exactly. Like paying extra for rush shipping because you forgot to get us presents, Santa. Just like Santa does. <laughs> Got him. Thank you, Apple. Got I really. Santa. Hey, Apple. I really need that affirmation. I appreciate it. Got him. So yeah, uh, we're gonna give out presents. So uh, Zach uh, takes like some very small packages out of his pocket, like they're very neatly wrapped Aww. in butcher paper, uh, and he gives one to all of you. And you you can open up the packages, and they're all marbles, but they're all like glass blown. So Zach kind of like shrugs at him and is like. Yeah, I made it myself. And uh, Milo's yours look like looks like a galaxy, and Apple's looks like an apple, and uh, Lucas's looks like a fireball. This this is amazing. How do you how do you even make these? Oh, you know, you just kind of learn some stuff on YouTube. And it's like, it's like... That sounds really difficult. <laughs> well, hey, don't worry because I actually know everything. I can send you all the YouTube videos. I put a keystroke logger on Zach's laptop to figure out that he was doing it, so I can I know all of the secrets. Don't worry, I only looked at the stuff related to marbles. I had a program deleting all of it. That seems in- invasive. Apple, why do you work in shipping and receiving if you know how to do all of this? Because I like moving stuff with my hands. Apple goes into his backpack and gives you all books. Zach Rose, it's just like a really, really like just classy looking uh, coffee table book. And uh, to Lucas, it's like the guy from Catch Me If You Can's, uh, his like autobiography. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Milo, you get the full Douglas Adams Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, like bound set that's like black that has like Ooh. gold inlay on it. Ooh, that's a good one. I got you all the things that I thought you would like the most. Also from the key loggers I installed on all of your computers. Stop, stop doing that. It's only for me getting you presents. What, what's the problem? I'm just doing it to get you presents. What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, do you not want good presents? I won't put key loggers on your computer if you don't <laughs> want good presents. I'm gonna send you a few links to read. It's, it's All right, fine. fine. I have plenty of time to read. That's fine. When I'm up at three in the morning combing through everyone's search data, I'll <laughs> read this instead. Uh, Milo, do you have presents for everybody? Yeah, I do. 
So I hand everyone out book-sized um, things wrapped in paper that is just like like holographic snowflake paper, you know? Like very mm. wintry. And I give them all to Lucas, Apple, and Zach. And they are each original copies of the scripts from series they love. Ooh. Aww. That's very good. It's very cute. Uh, yeah, I think that there's like one from Battlestar, one from like Red Dwarf, and one. What is the one where Scott Bakula jumps into people's bodies? Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. Yes. Quantum Leap. I think you give it to Apple, and he's like, oh shit, Scott Bakula jumping into people's bodies, the TV show. I love it. I knew you'd like that one, Apple. You love Scott Bakula. I do. I don't even like the show that much. Scott Bakula, he does it for me. It's great. Uh, so then Lucas then hops back up on the bench and feel like, well, you've all given out very good presents. I And Apple, please stop looking at my search history. But uh, it's going to be really embarrassing when my present is so much better than everyone else's present. And he runs over to the front door of Astros and there's like, a very large something underneath like a sheet and uh, he has like a hand cart and he like walks it over and like it goes like thump 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 down the stairs he's like alright you guys ready is this illegal Lucas is this illegal before you before you do it I am not at liberty to say (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and he pulls the sheet off and it is a six foot tall stormtrooper statue Holy shit. Can I get in it? Is it hollow? No. It's not. Milo, I don't. <laughs> I can't believe that's your first thing that you say. All right, yeah. If you want to try to get in, if you want. It's uh, like full size, full armor, and it's like, it is so clean and so like on point. It is really just like a sight to see. And Lucas says, uh, yeah, I actually, I found a really great deal on this uh, on this website, and uh, I was actually buying it, and I wanted all of us to share it. And we, I talked to McEnery, and he said we could keep it at Astro's if we, like, donate it, and it's, like, our Stormtrooper. And, like, we can go over and mess with it, but, like, no one else is allowed to mess with it. We can, like, name it, like, call it, like, Stormy or something. Troopy. How about Apple? Mm. No, why would we name? I don't think so. Why would we do that? <laughs> Koopa Trooper? Oh, Koopa Trooper is good. Zach says, what if we what if we called it Luke Skywalker? That would be pretty funny. Yeah, that's that's great. That's a great idea. Actually that would be actually that would be kind of kind of funny if the stormtrooper was named Luke Skywalker. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, it it does not confusing and, and is not <laughs> something I'm gonna have to explain to every time I say what the name is at all. That's McEnery's problem. Like, that's not our problem. It's just, like, a fun <laughs> thing that we can name it, so. Oh, I do like I don't pulling know, like a prank on McEnery. That's a good idea. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I think Milo's going to take a closer look at the Stormtrooper, try to look at the detailing. Um, can I make, like, an uh, investigation check? Yeah, make an investigation check. That's a five. Okay. So that's not great. <laughs> uh, with a five, I think that you're looking mostly for the authenticity of this thing. And it's like, yeah, okay, it's pretty obvious this isn't like totally authentic. Like the edges are not the same and it's not made out of the same thing. And some of the like the angles are off, but like it's a pretty good reproduction. Okay. Uh, I also want you to make a perception check. <laughs> Eric, guess what I got? What did you get? Natural a one. one. Oh, oh yeah. wonderful. 
you get a feeling like somebody is looking at you for a second. Like you're looking at the stormtrooper and you feel like someone is watching you. And then you look around and you see that that Sour Anthony is just walking by the bowling alley. Oh. <laughs> like you just see it out the windows and he's just kind of like walking around in his like flyboy jumpsuit. Mother goes, oh shit. Okay. And then dives uh, on the ground. <laughs> nice. So sticky. Um, so yeah, at this point, you guys have given out your presents. Apple and Zach uh, go over to like the arcade that's in the back and is just like furiously using the claw machine. How many uh, bowling ball drinks have we had each at this point? I think that you've all shared two. Yeah, Milo definitely didn't get his own off to the side either. It's fine. No, I, it, it's probably <laughs> Apple drank most of one, but the rest of you like shared like 1.2 together. <laughs> Uh, Apple and Zach Rose are over, like, furiously doing the claw machine, and every so often you hear, SHIT! Gah! And, like, Zach Rose, like, puts his hand on Apple's shoulder. You think at some point they realize that it's really difficult to win from that thing, but... And they could just buy it from the store down the street, but... Man, love of the game, man. Love of the game. <laughs> hey, do you think the Stormtrooper was, like, a little much? No, I don't think so. I think it was a great idea. I mean, I hope it wasn't, oh, okay. like, too expensive. Like, I didn't... I don't want you to, you know, spend a billion dollars on us. No, no, it wasn't, like, too much. I actually, I found this, like, crazy website. Um, it was just, like, selling, like, old movie memorabilia. Like, I don't, I'm sure it's not, like, the real stuff, but at least it looks cool enough. It looks super accurate. What was the website? I want to check it out. Oh, yeah, it was, like, oh, my God. It was, it was, like, a bunch of, like, really... It's, like, someone looked at the SEO for, like, movie, movie props and just kind of smashed it all together. It's, like... Ner it was like movie, cinema, nerd props, and things.com. I don't know. I just kind of Googled it looking for like nerdy. Uh, mm, you definitely got a keystroke logger from that website. You should, you should run <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it's software. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. Actually, I have it. So um, he looks on his phone and there is an average bear list about like 10 nerdy things you should get your nerdy friend for nerdy Christmas. And like a number seven, it was this website. Oh, cool. Seems legit. If, if AB says it, I mean, you know, it's real. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm glad you like it. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't. Sorry. I didn't. I didn't mean to say that, like, everyone, you didn't get a present. You just usually don't. So oh, no, <laughs> I thought no, no, that no. if I made I, fun I, of it openly, yeah. it would make it easier for you just in case you didn't. If you had to make fun of it, I would have. <laughs> That's fair. Good point. Well, I'm glad you did. That was yeah. it was cool. Maybe next year I'll get like a Darth Vader for everyone or something. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, definitely take my idea and try to do it better, And but you won't do it as good. <laughs> well, it's a set. I'm not doing it better. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Well, happy non-denominational winter ho present-giving holiday, my man. Yeah, happy non-denominational winter holiday to you, too. Hey, it's Eric. A really strange thing about the quarantine, I guess if there is any sort of silver lining to everything melting down in this year, is that my relationship to restaurants and mom and pop stores or locally owned businesses have kind of changed. Like, I understand there are real people running real businesses that need to keep that stuff going, and I don't have to go to, like, Olive Garden or Walmart or Target because they're fine because they're massive. But I want to contribute to those people who are doing that stuff. So, you know, if you can, go to your local Chinese food place or uh, clothing store or 
you know, wine and cheese and beer store and just like throw them a few dollars because, you know, they deserve it and you deserve something nice. It's not like you're going out of your way to spend money on food. It's like you might as well eat out because you deserve it. But let's throw it to somebody who needs it. So let's get the party started. Shanghai Dragon has really good General Tso's chicken. Thank you to everyone who's joined our Patreon this week. Debbie, Mary, Alec, Silverleaf, Gustavo, and Anka. We say it every week on the Multitude shows, but for this one, for Join the Party specifically, thank you to the 400 strong who rep us on Patreon. This is a really strange time for everyone, but we really would not be able to do this without your support. And those of you who are able to chip in and aren't a part of the Patreon, we want you to come in and join the family, join the community. And as a thank you for all that, you get so much bonus content like bloopers, NPC backstories, and our amazing and thriving Discord, not to mention a full campaign's worth of bonus material for campaign one today is a wonderful day to join us for as little as five dollars a month patreon.com slash join the party pod we made new tiers a little while ago and if you haven't changed your tiers like from the old ones to the new ones please do that they actually matters we really need you to do it go to patreon.com slash join the party pod and check all that stuff out oh it is my favorite time of the year it's not fall It's not heirloom tomato season, and it's not free comic book day. It is multitude survey season. Brandon put in a bunch of air horns like this. Are they there? I'm sure they're there. Thank you. Once a year, we ask you, our audience, a bunch of questions we've been wondering about. How are you enjoying our shows? Do you like our digital live shows? How can you improve our Patreon and multi-crew? Your responses actually guide our decision-making in the next year, so this is your chance to tell us to change the future and tell us what you're thinking. Seriously, like we wouldn't have done as many live shows before when we could actually travel if you didn't tell us where to go and how much you wanted us to do live shows. So please, 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 please tell us. The survey takes about 10 minutes and can be done on mobile or desktop. So go to multitude.productions slash survey to get started. That is multitude.productions slash survey. This week, we are sponsored by BetterHelp, a secure online counseling service. They connect you with a licensed counselor through their secure app, letting you message with your therapist and schedule live phone or video sessions. You can also message your counselor in between sessions if you're worrying about something, because who's not worrying about something, or think of a topic you want to cover in your next call. Because BetterHelp wants you to help find your best therapeutic match possible, it's so easy and free to switch counselors if need be. And, like, since it's over the phone, you don't have to feel bad. You're not looking and like, Dr. Rosenthal's face and being like, Doctor, you don't understand anything about me. I don't want to talk to you about my problems anymore. And then he's like, I'm sorry you feel that way. This is really awkward. You still have 30 minutes left in your session. You can just do it because it's over the phone and it's fine. And BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional counseling, with financial aid also available. You can also get 10% off your first month of counseling by signing up at BetterHelp.com slash join the party. It is better, like, used to be bad, now better. Help, like, oh, I'm helping you out. So help, H-E-L-P dot com slash join the party, the show you're listening to, for 10% off on your first month. 
Finally, we are also sponsored by HelloFresh. They have vegetarian and family-friendly options. They're super flexible, so you can add extra lunch meals or even skip a week and feature 22-plus recipes each week that are ready in 30 minutes or less. Save time and stress and eat more sustainably by only using what you need for each recipe and avoiding food waste, and everyone hates food waste. I recently made some really, really good pork tacos that were delicious, and having just the right amount of everything made it so easy to make and clean up. So go to HelloFresh.com slash JoinThePARTY80 and use code JoinThePARTY80 to get a total of $80 off your first month, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. That is HelloFresh.com slash JoinThePARTY80 and use code JoinThePARTY80 to get a total of $80 off your first month, including free shipping on your first box. And now, back to the show. Val, I don't know if you heard, but one of your favorite bands, Griff Store, they got a record deal. So they're celebrating their newfound success and they're throwing a non-denominational December snowball extravaganza at the Sweet Tooth to promote a bunch of LTC bands and to try to get them on the, on the new buzz. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, you know, it's going to have everybody, the Brouhaha's are going to be there, which is uh, Brewski's band. Brewski's son's band. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, Johnny Crash is actually doing a solo set. He's not going to oh, be with the rest shit. of the team. Oh, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. That's fucking legit. I'm going to mosh so hard. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so, Julia, you and I talked about this, and I think the venue that you go to the most. In my head, Val is the kind of person that is, like, very active, but doesn't leave, like, a one-mile radius of their apartment. Except for my mother's house. Yes, that's it. Uh, So yeah, the Sweet Tooth is kind of like in a more rundown part of uh, Little Italy. It's actually a dentist's office in the morning. And then in the evening, it is like a hardcore (laughs) metal venue. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In, In my head, it's like the dentist equipment stuff is on like the first floor. And then... Like you have to go down into the venue, into the venue, and you can still see the dentist equipment like up because it's on like that catwalk, like material. Because it's just easier to clean, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And the sweet tooth just like constantly smells like bleach. Always, all the time. It's really good though because it means they clean up the blood and the sweat and stuff from the mosh pit. Yeah. Maybe they take like decommissioned equipment and just sort of like hang it on the walls as if it is a hardware store. Oh, I like, yeah, like there's these like dentist drills. But out of drills. reach, it's like 12 feet up, like it has to be out of reach. Of, and now, of now it's like hanging down. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. people like going to this dentist because it doesn't look like a dentist's office. Cool. Yeah, it's less intimidating. <laughs> or if you chip a tooth in the mosh pit, you know exactly who to call. <laughs> that's right, yeah. They, if give, you stay- they give half off if you damage yeah. your teeth in the mosh pit. I think that's a great business model. <laughs> for sure. All right, yeah, so you're at the Sweet Tooth for the, let me read it again, the non-denominational December Snowball Extravaganza, uh, headlined by Griff Store. What does it look like when Val comes into a concert? Like, do they know everybody? Do do they have, like, a special outfit? Like, what, what does it look like? The outfit is the same as always, Eric. The outfit <laughs> never changes. <laughs> But no, they do know a lot of the people who are there just because like most of these bands don't have a huge following. They have like decent followings in Lake Town City, but they're not like huge, huge, which is why Val likes them so much. And I feel like the community around those bands is fairly small and a very much everyone knows everyone kind of thing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so you're walking in, you're just like high-fiving people, you're like slapping people on the back. Hell yeah. So yeah, uh, Johnny Crash, really? You know what? It's an incredibly loud solo set. No one thought that he could be that loud acoustically, but like, here we are. (laughs) (laughs) And the brouhaha's are going to come on next. I feel like there's a bar um, at the back. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you can you go up to the bar and um, you get a tap on your shoulder and uh, you hear a voice say, hey, um, I don't know what they have against tall girls, but uh, I'm just like not really getting anything. Can you just like hop on the bar and like grab me a beer from back there? I mean, I turn around. In front of you is a uh, six foot two woman with long blue black hair that's just like piled on top of her head uh she's wearing a black jean jacket that has like bright pink leaves stenciled all over it it's like there's a bright pink forest and she's wearing like equally bright pink uh jordans and the colors are incredibly close to each other like i don't know if she like you know there's that there's like tool that you get in like photoshop that like matches colors for you and you can put it Mm -hmm. somewhere else but it's like she did that but in real life and it was crazy how dare you sir (laughs) what's the problem julia what's the problem (laughs) (laughs) i didn't think val could get flustered weirdly enough (laughs) welcome to my role playing experience (laughs) okay yeah, like, I don't even really, I'm not even going to wait for these guys. They just, they're not even looking at me. Can you just, like, hop behind the bar and, like, grab grab us some beers? I mean, and then I just kind of, like, hit the bar. Oh, man. And immediately the bartender's attention comes to me. Yeah. A real Fonz uh, move. <laughs> wonderful. Uh, yeah, the bartender looks over and is like, what the, oh, Val, we said you can't damage the bar to get my attention. I didn't damage it. I just, you know, I, I scuffed the veneer a little bit. Can you roll a 1d4 for me? Yeah, of course. <laughs> a one. Okay, you don't damage the bar. Oh, sweet. It was like, all right, so uh, what are you having? And I just turned to the uh, woman. I'm like, go ahead. Hey, uh, can I get two beer shot combos, a whiskey, and like the tall boys of the Genesee cream? On my tub. Oh, man, thanks. Um, I appreciate it. I couldn't get anybody to get my attention. I do have other skills. Which is surprising because you are so bright and so tall. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know if it's like, it's like the opposite of a moth coming to a flame. (laughs) (laughs) You're so intimidating that people just don't want to talk to you because they feel like they'll embarrass themselves. That's true. It's also the, uh, you know, the weapons I keep on me at all times. That's definitely the intimidating part. Oh, sorry. Let me see those. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm. I'm sorry. You're you're the first person I've ever met who believed me when I said that. I don't. I'm not carrying anything on me. Okay. No, but uh, no, but thanks. I I appreciate it. Um, I I'm uh, I'm Hatomi. I'm Val. Val. Cool. Cool. Um, they them. Oh, smart. Uh, yes. Uh, she her. Cool. Uh, also, I know, in case you were thinking it or not thinking it, again, six foot three, uh, size 11 shoe, <laughs> women's, but then that, for I guess it depends what kind of shoes you're getting. It's like nine and a half for Nike, but it's a full two steps down for Adidas. Um, but really, honestly, if you put, if you take a Yeezy and you stuff your shoe in it, it just really, the best part about Yeezys is that they, they expand. It's like they just yeah. stretch out. That's the thing that Kanye should really be pushing that instead. Like stretchy That's, shoe technology. 
That's what I hear about Yeezys. Mm-hmm. They're so comfy. Not a lot They're... of people wear Yeezys at Sweet Tooth, so like, that's is interesting. Oh, I mean, listen, I wouldn't wear them here. I would get my foot destroyed by all of those guys. I mean, you you seem like someone who who gets moshed in and would step on my shoe and destroy my foot in three different places. Not on purpose. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, well, as long as it's not on purpose, I guess it's fine. And you apologize. Well, you know, you, 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 take a, you take a calculated risk when you enter the mosh pit. And, like, everyone's just letting out pent-up aggression and, like, want to feel the feelings, you know? But no one's out there to, like, purposefully hurt anyone. And if someone it does go down, the group knows to, like, step out of the way and let them get back up, you know? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. I just think me with my brittle bone bones, <laughs> my brittle bird bones, I would get... Not because of just like, just general entropy, you know. But I mean, if you're not doing it intentionally and you apologize and you buy me drinks, I guess it's okay. So I mean, I, I would do that without accidentally breaking your little bird bones. Oh, <laughs> it sounds so much cuter when you say it back to me. That's nice. Thank you. Cool. I just did touchdown arms just so everybody's aware. <laughs> it was very cute. Is this woman a bird, Eric? <laughs> no, she just has brittle bird bones. <laughs> bird wife, bird Listen, wife. At a certain point, you're so tall that, you know, you become a bird You could fly. <laughs> you and Hotomi keep talking. And I think at one point she's like, you know, I don't want to keep. Listen, the brouhaha's are going to come back on. And I don't want to keep you from the mosh. But like, I'll be, I'm just like around. You'll see me. I'm the, the tall woman with the, with the hair that's like, goes like this. You are very easy to find in a crowd, unlike me. But just in case I, you know, can't find you later, maybe we could uh, exchange phone numbers. Well, that's so formal. I love exchange phone numbers. It's like my, I'm going to send you a missive. My mother taught me how to be a polite person. I'm going to send you a missive to the estate so that I'll, <laughs> three days later my butler will come and give me your letter. It's like, oh, Mastress Val would like to see me in the garden in four days' time. Listen, I'm no Mr. Darcy, but I do know how to treat a woman right. <laughs> God, that feels like I'm a quote. It feels I'm like flushed. a qu- It feels like a quote from a Bronx tale. Jesus Christ. Sure. <laughs> she grabs your phone and puts her name in your phone and it's tall girl, great shoes, Hitomi. Val puts their number in her phone, which is, it says, Mastress Darcy Val Vesuvio. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right. Um, so, yeah, the mosh pit keeps going. And um, I think that at various times you're, like, turning around and, like, you see Hidomi just, like, waving to you from the bar. The brouhaha's <laughs> are fine. They're fine. They're all a little too drunk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they drink a little bit too much before Like, this, he's yeah. just not hitting those notes the way he thinks he's hitting those notes. Is Mr. Real. Brewpot there in the audience watching his son? God, I hope not. Uh, make a perception check, Val. What? Yeah. Seven. Seven. Yeah. You see Mr. Brewpot in the back. And he, like, has his arms folded. <laughs> but I haven't he's met like, this man, though, so I don't know who he is. <laughs> you look at Brewski, and you turn back, and there's a man with less hair and a mustache that looks a lot like Brewski. <laughs> and he has his arms folded, and he's just, like, tapping his foot to the beat. Aww. Someone leans over to Val and is like, there's a cop who looks like Brewski. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, standing next to uh, Mr. Brewpot, who is just the cop, <laughs> the cop that looks like Brewski. Is um, you actually you kind of it's weird you take like a double take it's like you see someone who you can't 
place. Like, you remember their face. They have, like, slicked back hair. And they're wearing a leather jacket, even though it is incredibly hot in here. Also, he's wearing, like, really shiny dress shoes. And uh, a gold chain with, like, a very small cross on it that is uh, outside of his shirt. Oh, no. So do my relatives. Yeah, you know, also looks a lot like you, which is weird. I guess I'll exit the mosh politely, not knocking anyone out as I go through. And Val's going to go to the bar, but kind of scope this person out as they do. Yeah, this person looks a lot like you. Okay. This guy, this kid's also like 23 and has like diamond stud earrings as well. Yeah, that feels right. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he, like, tries to definitely pull earplugs out of his ears and uh, walks over to you. He says, like, well, uh, some band out there. Yeah, it's not their best performance, for sure. They can do better. I'm surprised that they could do better. They absolutely can. This is this is an off night for them. Don't tell the, the cop over there that looks like the lead singer, though. Oh, that guy's a cop. I think he's a cop. He's he's in a suit in a oh, no. club like this. Oh, All right, well, I'll, I'll deal with Why, that Why, you concerned about cops, huh? No, you, you know, uh, in the way that everybody is, in the, just the way 21st century everyone should be sure, concerned about Sure, but you the, in particular seem a little concerned. But Yeah, the right. consolidation of power into one particular uh, structure in a uniform, it really gives people power that they don't they don't really deserve. So I'm just concerned uh, yeah, about you it. Know, hierarchy of power, that's not something we would know anything about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, listen, Val, it's been a while. I'm surprised you didn't, uh, you don't recognize me. Do I recognize him? Can I roll like a history check or something? Yeah, go ahead. Cool. Stay in character as I say that. I got a 14. This is probably one of your second cousins. You don't know which one, but it's this is on your dad's side, and you've probably seen them at like really big family gatherings. You can't place the face, but uh, if it's one of your cousins and on your dad's side, (laughs) so Val goes. You know, it's been a minute since I've been to a Christmas at Grandma Mary Elena's house, so I'm sorry if I don't know which of the 300 cousins you are of mine. Uh, that's fair. Uh, you know, we all have, all the guys have the same three names anyway. Um, are you an Anthony? Are you a Michael? Or are you a Vito? Or Vincent. It could be either one. I know one side favors Vincent and the other side favors Vito. I'm the only, uh, I'm the Salvatore. I'm Sal. Okay. Actually, you know, I have a different nickname now. Uh, the, there are a bunch of Salvatores around, but I'm, uh, I'm Salamone because I collect payments like alimony. Sal, okay. you get it? Yeah, I, I got it. I got it. I think yes. I met a guy named that once, but before you probably were, okay, it doesn't matter. No, it's fine. <laughs> I'm sure they're not the first alimony you've met around. I do I just, live uh, in Little Italy. There are so many people with so many names. Of course. Little Italy, big world. Am I right? Uh. Okay. <laughs> Val just drinks their beer. Speaking of this uh, being such a uh, small world we're a part of, uh, I heard that uh, you've been, uh, you uh, did a job recently and I wanted, uh, wanted to hear how it went. You you enjoyed it? Define recently. Oh, you know, you, the, you know, last season. I guess you know we're not a really quarterly 
<laughs> we don't divide our business year by quarters or our halves Maybe or anything. Should. So recent is recent. Uh, yeah, you do. You read did a job for Dom Five. How'd that go? I bought a chair. And. That's what I did, Sal. All right. Okay. Well, if you're interested in anything else at all, uh, you know I know. I'm not. You're... I'm gonna. I'm gonna stop you right there. I'm not. I don't know how many times I've had this conversation with Dad, but I don't want to do that work. Well, wait. Hold on. I'm not here for any Mark, uh, old macaroni business. Do I look like? A New York City slicker? Excuse me, I have mountain lobster through and through. Okay, then you would know better than anyone not to mess with another family's family. I listen. Understand? That's true, but uh, much in the way that uh, you know, tributaries come into a great river such as the Hudson. Sometimes different families overlap to become different rivers. So, uh... I don't think you study geography very well in school. <laughs> I don't think that's right. I'm just saying. Maybe. You could, uh, give your, your Aunt Man a call. When you're, when you're in... It's been a little while. Okay. Afangul, I'm gonna go drink my beer now. Alright. Good, I don't have to sweat in this thing anymore. Alright. He gives an eye to Mr. Brewpot. <laughs> He's like, gives like a, him a wide berth. And Mr. Brewpot's just like, what? What? Uh, and as he uh, goes up the stairs and He's just trying out. to support his son. <laughs> we love a supportive parent. <laughs> you go, go, Brewski! All right! No. Yeah! He's <laughs> the only one clapping. Everyone else is like, what the fuck? Uh, Salamone uh, goes up the stairs and walks out. Uh, do you want to make a history check on your ant man? Sure. It's a 16 minus 1, so 15. Wonderful. Okay. That was in the present, man. So uh, your dad, Italian Catholic family, lots mm-hmm. of kids, right? They have all been, you know, in various ways distributed throughout the organized crime business, the mafia, as it were. Um, your dad has obviously risen to the top. But uh, that is just in New York City. And, you know, sometimes when, if it doesn't work out in one city, people might kind of hop to another city uh, to see if they can try their luck. They might defect to a different family, whatever. Your Aunt Min wasn't really involved in the organized crime for a while. She was always kind of just like, in your dad's words, the weird sister. And to you, the weird aunt. She would stay out of it. She wore a lot of flowy dresses. She would travel over all over the world looking for mysticism. She was really fascinated in all those things. But recently you've heard that she kind of just like fell off the map a few years ago. And you have heard rumors that uh, your Aunt Min was in Lake Town City and has been living there, but you kind of just like didn't care and brushed them off when you heard. And some of the cousins suspected that Aunt Min, uh, Minerva, was out uh, doing doing a few things, doing some strange things that maybe uh, uh, Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, and baby Jesus himself maybe wouldn't look uh, look too kind. <laughs> the two different Jesuses, yes. yeah, both of the the two different Jesuses, yeah. And together they are the third Jesus, the Holy Spirit. They come together and they're <laughs> Jesus Voltron. <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, that's what you know about your Ant-Man. Okay. Good to know. I think the rest of the night goes well. It's awesome to see Griff Store do, like, this last indie show, maybe before they go big. It could be really mm-hmm. cool. Uh, and they, like, throw sweaters out into the audience for everybody. Oh, hell yeah. It's like they spent their advance on sweaters. Uh-huh. <laughs> From thrift uh, stores, get it? Yeah. And uh, Hitomi grabs one and gives it to you because she's taller than everyone, so she grabs you one. It's a lovely night at the Sweet Tooth. Aggie, so I don't know how your family does Christmas together. I also assume because you're Irish, also Christmas, probably. But, like, how do you celebrate non-denominational December gift-giving holiday? Yeah, uh, different siblings, partners don't celebrate Christmas. So we have kind of given up on the big family Christmas ever since people moved abroad and started doing career stuff. Our parents have also decided that Christmas has great deals in getaway locations. So they are in... Uh, the Isle of Man this Christmas. <laughs> and they're just very into the history. Um, well, it's better than last year when they went to the Rock of Gibraltar and brought you all back just rocks because that's the only thing they had at the tourism shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So my next younger brother, Danny, uh, does have a loft in like the artist town part of LTC. So we'll occasionally get together um, with him and his kids. But I, I don't make assumptions and we just kind of, you know, keep in touch in the group chat. And if someone is in town, I'll occasionally go down to the city. They'll come up to LTC, whatever it might be. Wonderful. I think that's great. For December, Quinn has decided to come back to LTC. Ooh. Uh, because, you know, she's done doing Shakespeare and stuff and her movie just wrapped. So she doesn't really have a lot to do right now. And, you know, Taylor Swift went back to her friends and she's like, oh, my God, Christmas is so great with family. She's like, it made her kind of <laughs> jealous. So she wanted to come back and and like she's not staying with you or anything. She like has a place. But uh, if you wanted to hang out, that would be really great. Yeah, I think we'll uh, we'll just hang out in my cottage and I'll make some cookies and Quinn will regale me with the tales of what she thinks is a very normal life. But I'm like, Quinn, this is not how most people live. Right. <laughs> Quinn is telling you like stories about just everybody and what it was like meeting RuPaul and all that stuff. <laughs> very tall, like so tall. I want all of his suits. Uh, same, but also like half his size because again, RuPaul, very tall. She's telling you about this place that she's staying, and you slowly realize that she bought an apartment in LTC, and there's just, like, nothing in there. She's like, well, I have, like, a couch, and I got my internet set up, but, like, I don't know, like, what else do I need, really? I mean, A, you can always stay in my guest room. I I know it's an office slash guest room with a futon, but, you know, that's always available to you. And and B, how I, I should have checked out the plumbing in your place before you bought it. You never know. You have to test the water pressure before you buy a place, man. Oh, yeah. But like, well, they said I could put it like the dishwasher is really bad. And they said I could put in a new one. So that could be cool. Do you want to help me buy a dishwasher? <laughs> yes, I, I would. <laughs> that actually does sound like a lot of fun. All right, great. Yeah, that sounds great. I get a dishwasher and you get to fulfill your emotional things. All right, cool, great. Let's <laughs> spend time with you, Quinn. But uh, I, it all works out for everybody, really. So you're going to go to House Warehouse, which is... Very good. Independently I owned. It. Yeah, it is like Home Depot if it was independently owned and beautiful and nice in there. It's like if an anthropology and a Home Depot smash into each other, and then like all the shitty things about both were gone. That's <laughs> like Home Depot Expo was made for millennials. Ooh, I like that. Mm. So yeah, you are in a uh, house warehouse walking around in the like kitchen appliances aisle. 
Amanda and Aggie go wild. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm just checking out the ones with uh, really good warranties from manufacturers that I trust that are, you know, energy efficient and uh, less prone to leaking, especially if she's not going to use it very often. It's important that you get something with really robust plumbing because, you know, if it sits for too long, it could get gross. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then Quinn is just like sitting on a a sink. (laughs) (laughs) It's just kind of like playing playing with the the faucets. (laughs) And she's like, um... This is, I mean, is that a good one? Yeah, I mean, they, they have a couple different models, but I like this brand a lot. Do you have a budget that you're looking for? <laughs> oh, oh, okay, we can pretend we're like on House Hunters or something. Okay. Um, yeah, yes, uh, me and Stasia, uh, we only have about <laughs> $2,000 left to renovate our kitchen. And we have to do it before the little guys come. No little guys, right, Quinn? <laughs> me personally? Not until you're fully prepared for it. Uh, I don't think me and Stasia are ready to have little guys yet. <laughs> okay. Well, if if money is no object, I, I like this one. It's not the top of the range. It's just one below. Um, but I, I think this will be the best bet for you. Cool. 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 That sounds great. I'll... I'll... Buy it? What do you do? Do you what do you do? Oh my god. And then we walk back over to the, the home delivery desk to get it sent to the apartment. Great. Um so while you're walking over there, I think Quinn has been like a little quiet. Like she's running out of like small talk to talk to you about. And at one point she just goes, Ugh. Should I have not talked to that reporter? Because oh, no. Ryan did, and he definitely fucked up. Should I not have done that? Did did Tegan ask you questions? Yeah, they were asking me questions. I mean, they're a reporter. They ask questions. Yeah, but generally, I mean, people ask you questions all the time outside the stage door or the movie trailers or whatever they are. And you just say no comment because, listen, like, and I kind of look around and we're in a more quiet part of the store waiting for someone to come in from the back. No one, like, you know how it is. Nobody talks about the fact that all of us are kind of different. And when a reporter is around intimidating you with their good looks and asking questions, like, it's we're gonna just... Put it, we're going to put a pin in that and come, come back to that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, have you seen them? Yeah, I mean... Come, come on. Right? Who wears the same jacket every day? An icon, Quinn. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I don't think you fucked up, but I do think that if anyone asks you questions, it's not worth it to talk about it. I mean, I, okay, I guess. I mean, I didn't, I, I told, I did not answer any questions. I said, like, talk to Aggie, which is my questions about when people ask me, like, personal things. Like, I don't do that at the stage door. They don't know who Aggie is. Yeah, and I, listen, I, you guys are, you are all so good and so brave and doing your thing in the grandest way possible in front of the most people possible and you know that's not me so that was kind of my worst nightmare and and nothing has come of it and I know you didn't try to do that but the idea of people knowing my face and my name and where I live and where I don't post photos on Instagram that's that's not what I want okay that's okay I mean you're still a hero Aggie I mean, I, I, I try to do my best. Thanks. Okay. I mean, it's something that I've been knowing, because, like, with mindfulness, is that you need to receive the compliment. And I noticed that you didn't, so. Okay, can we, can we try again? <laughs> no, you, it has to be organically. Okay. Like I, if you do it, you're just doing it because I pointed it out. 
Okay, but I, I want to I want to make sure I do, and then I do. Oh, you will. I'm time. sure you will. I just like I can't be. I can't just like say it. Okay. Um. Those are those are really cute slippers that you wore outside the house. Oh yeah, thanks. I spent a lot of time picking them out. I'm so glad you noticed. <laughs> and and this is where you compliment me now. No, because you're trying to set me up. I'm not going to yeah. do that. <sighs> okay. You're not just as you're not the only smart one. I'm also the smart one. That's what they say. Like Aggie and Quinn, both smart ones. I mean, oldest youngest. There's just something special there. You know. <laughs> this entire time, I'm trying to restrain my laughter. I'm having so much fun with this. Uh, so yeah, you go over and you're gonna pay for the uh, Quinn gives you her credit card just to pay for it because she wants to look at like refrigerators. It's so heavy. I was going to ask. <laughs> it has a heft to it. And yeah, you pay for it. And she's just like out of your sight line. This is a big store. You don't see her. Cuckoo. That's what we do if one of them is lost, is you make a bird call and then they make a bird call back. <laughs> and you hear on like the far side of the store, cuckoo. So I start heading over there. All right. Uh, make a perception check. We're all perceiving things today. I don't like it. Such perception. 15. Okay. Uh, with a 15... You momentarily feel like eyes on your back. You see like someone's watching you for a moment. And then you turn around and there's nobody there. And as like you kind of shake that off, like that was a weird thing that happened. You see that there's like someone like, like a man is like fast walking to the back of the store towards where you heard Quinn's cuckoo. I duck into the nearest aisle and then I'm going to step of the wind to catch up with him um, on like the very side of the aisle so that nobody kind of sees me do it. Ooh, okay. I like that. Yeah. So you really like deftly, you like step and then you just like like you're speed walking like incredibly fast to catch up with this guy. Yeah. It's like my legs can sort of almost pass through objects that I would have had to go around. Like it's, it's so fast. Like you blink and then I'm on the other side. I love that. Yeah. He seems to be like walking incredibly fast towards the back of the store. And you also see that two more people are also walking like very fast towards the back of the store where Quinn was. Do I know anything about them or their intentions or, or? Yeah. Make an insight check. Yeah. 16 plus 5 for 21. Whoa. Um, yeah, you look down and you see that this guy has his phone out. And you see that there is a photo of Quinn on his phone. And then you see one of the other people walking over and you see that they're carrying a pen and a pad of paper. <laughs> and there's another person who is holding a fruit basket. And they're all walking very fast. <laughs> I step out the wind again to show up right next to Quinn. Um, so you're in the back next to the refrigerators and you can see that like a crowd of people have kind of gathered and they're like, oh, I thought I thought Quinn O'Hare was here. I really want I wanted to give her this fruit basket. I wanted her to sign something. <laughs> There's like six people who have gathered and found and to look for Quinn and they all kind of just like sulk off into the rest of house warehouse. I go Woo. up on the wall to your left. You hear Cuckoo! as you see Quinn is stuck to the wall by her hands and feet. Just like, help there. Oh my god, thank god. Why do they want to bring me fruit baskets? What? Uh, my eyes widen. I walk over to a cherry picker and drive it over, wearing the hard hat that was left on the seat, to look like I'm about to retrieve a pallet. So she she is just stuck by her hands and legs. Like, there's no, like, anything. She's no, just there. Yeah, uh, Quinn sticks to stuff. Like, it's yeah. it's just what happens. And she's like, Aggie, I got myself. I can get down by myself. I don't need a cherry picker. I'm not six. People are going to see you 
climb down the wall. Yeah, you don't think a cherry picker is moist? Their eyes just glaze over. People don't see infrastructure. They don't see service workers. Okay, fine. All right, and see so she she unsticks one hand, like briefly flips you off, and then, and then just climbs in the cherry picker with you. Yeah, and then we drive into the loading dock where we can exit the store without anyone seeing us. Wonderful. And then the rest of the day is, is kind of normal. The dishwasher comes a few days later, and Quinn uh, poses with the, with the dishwasher, takes a photo, uh, and sends it to you. And uh, I think all three of you get another, and Dr. Morrow's face comes up and says, oh, Okay. Are you ready to train? <laughs>